Please give your parents a call right now. Hello, welcome to episode number three of Geeking with the Moms. My name is Nicole Tanner. I'm a huge, super huge geek, super huge Game of Thrones geek. I write about Game of Thrones for the Geek Embassy, and I can't stop watching that loot train attack. Oh, my God. I watched it again just before we started recording. I was like, hey, I got a few minutes, 20 minutes or so. Yes, it's a perfect time to watch that battle again. Um, so, um, funny. Yeah, but I did have fun. I wrote about Melisandre last week. I did have fun going back and watching some of her scenes, which is cool. So anyhow, so I write for the Geek Embassy about Game of Thrones, um, but I'm joined by uh, fellow mom, Regina McMenemy, who is basically the Geek Embassy. Um, <laughs> the head geek, head geek at the Geek yeah. Embassy. <laughs> Hi, Regina. Hi. <laughs> And we're joined by our resident dad, Stephen Dutzman, who is editor and founder of Engage Family Gaming, and the father of three kids. Hey, Stephen. Hey, what's up? Hey, are you about to get like snowed in again? Yes. <laughs> yes, I am. It looks um, dreadful. I had a uh, very frank discussion with my uh, manager today, and uh-huh. I said, I will see you tomorrow. Hopefully. Um, <laughs> we're actually all very quietly hoping for an early dismissal tomorrow because the reality mm-hmm. is the snow might be coming in like around midday, mm. um, but it might also be coming in at four in the morning. So we don't really know. We're hoping uh-huh. that it's midday because then um, it doesn't count as a day off of school. Uh, right. Early dismissal um, or early so arrival. We are, yeah. We want yeah. early dismissal um, because, I mean, just because. Um, but <laughs> If it's my real concern is actually Thursday after wow. it's done dumping uh, anywhere between six and 18 inches of snow and wherever we get snow, whenever there's a range where we are, we get the top end of it. So when they say <laughs> six to 18, we're getting 18. So I'm not looking forward oh, to digging our right way out. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. I don't miss snow at all. Um, nope. we have, some, I don't know. I just shouldn't talk about the little bit of snow. I know, here, right? Yeah, you guys all be <laughs> quiet. We got half an inch last night. Yeah. The problem is that they don't, there's no maintenance here for snow. That's right. the problem. So, like, yeah. any kind of snow is dreadful because it doesn't get taken care of. Yes. And there's also a bunch of yahoos that like to drive in the snow, like they know how to drive. Yeah. And they don't. <laughs> They don't. Yeah, they just don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If the roads get icy, you just have to deal with it until it melts because yeah. nobody does anything. Nobody about does it. anything. Yeah, yeah, Portland was just an ice skating rink last winter because they had an unexpected, you know, six or eight inches of snow that came out of literally nowhere. Even the, you know, meteorologists were like, shrug. <laughs> we don't know. They anticipated we'd have maybe an inch, and we had six to eight, and they're like, I don't know what happened. Sorry. <laughs> And then it froze over, so it was just like there were two yeah. weeks and there was nothing but ice on the roads. Yeah, yeah. Sounds like yeah. Tuesday, right? <laughs> um, yes. I mean, we but do. New England actually mean, manages their snow, though. Like they actually do. clean it. Yeah, I mean, that is true. Um, but man, I don't know, man. I don't know. But whatever. Yeah. So it's March. I, I, you're, you're probably like ready for it to not snow anymore. I assume. I was really hoping that we were done. um like i like winter Mm -hmm. in general you know like i like snow i like seasons 
I understand that it is like part of nature and the removal of seasons means the destruction of our planet. So I like seasons, right? Uh, but I like them to be over. I like, <laughs> I like them to last a reasonable like, length. Yeah. I like <laughs> spring and I like fall because I don't like extreme temperatures either way uh-huh. uh, because I am a wuss. So um, also spring and fall is LARPing season. And so, oh, right. Um, I because I am too old to LARP in the winter or the deep summer anymore. So I like <laughs> spring and fall. All right, cool. Um, so there've been some pretty big shows since the last time we talked. So Emerald City Comic Con was just this past weekend. I was there with the family. We spent a lot of money on Anna. I spent a little bit of money on myself. It's funny. The first day we went there, we were Anna. Like anytime she sees any type of little little tchotchke or jewelry or anything, she just makes beeline straight there. It's like, "Mommy, I want this." And my husband can be a little. Oh, what's the word I want to say? He gives in a little too easily. So we bought a bunch of stuff for her. Um, and uh, and then the second day we went around, we tried not to buy a lot of stuff for her, but she's like, I'm not getting stuff. So I'm, I'm bored. So she went around the whole time. I'm bored. I'm bored. This is boring. But then we found an artist who almost exclusively did Final Fantasy 15 art like with the characters and chocobos and all that kind of stuff. So we bought a ton of things from this artist. Like we bought so much stuff that she threw in like three things for free. Wow. Nice. Um, yeah. So, um, so that made Anna happy. I picked up some really cool um, art from Chrissy. I think her last name is Zulo. I should have looked that up. It's almost like Disney princessy style, yeah. um, but it was Wonder Woman. And there was one of Daenerys, which I thought was super cool. Yeah. So, yeah well, Daenerys I was like, Hey, if that wasn't the most on brand purchase you could ever make. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know that Daenerys one though. Like, like when I first saw it, I'm like, Oh, that's cool. You know, I have to get it. When I got it home and I looked at it closer and you can, there's a silhouette of a dragon flying like mm-hmm. behind her. Well, there's like, a two in the front. So the there's front. two that you can yeah. see in the front and then there's one flying over her. And then the chair is like right behind her. And I was yes. like, Oh, that's, that's slick. Yes. The purple flames. Slick. And she has purple yes. eyes, yes. which technically is what she's supposed, supposed to, have, to have based on the books. Yes. Although I think that would have been weird if they made them wear like purple eye contact they never look right they yeah. never look right I mean, they look right they look fine but i think it would have made it a little cheap right? yes yeah um so i didn't go to any panels um i ran into a couple of my friends um ran into kizzy young who i used to work with at pixelkin she is doing very well um drawing her comic she's been at ecc for the last couple years and then also ran into courtney um, who also used to work for Pixelkin, actually at Keezy's booth. As I was there talking to Keezy, Courtney showed up. We're like, hey, it's a Pixelkin reunion. Um, yeah, yeah, it was a cool show. Um, but I mean, I don't get, didn't get to go to any panels. Um, I actually didn't look at the panels at yeah, all. There, I, mean, was there, I mean, that was my question. Were there any good ones? Well, they rejected us. So, you know, <laughs> obviously, obviously there were no not. good panels because we weren't there. <laughs> They had um, they had this um, section this year called Writer's Block, which was oh, yeah. dedicated completely to um, to novelists. And the thing mm-hmm. that they had there was they had a pop up library with some librarians from Seattle Public Library, like making recommendations and talking about oh, stuff. Cool. And I got talking to this librarian um, 
because uh, I have written a romance novel. I mentioned to her that I was a writer. She's like, oh, what do you write? And I'm like, well, you know, I wrote this romance novel. And she's like, I read so much romance. Like, what kind of romance do you write? And blah, blah. we had this huge, long conversation. And she gave me like 10 recommendations for other writers I, I should check out to sort of like, you know, scope right. the field. Yeah. Um, it was so awesome, though. Like, That's I'm like this made the con worth it. Right. Just right here, this little bit of information yeah. made it completely worth it. Yeah. So, um, so that was cool. So, did you get her email so you could email her your stuff when you were ready to sell? Yeah, it? yeah, she gave me her card. Yay! Yay! Yeah, <laughs> I'm already trying to sell it, but that's another uh, story I don't want to get into right now. Anyhow, um, <laughs> so the previous weekend, Stephen went to Toy Fair. I did. What was Toy Fair like? Um, it was toy. Um, so, um, I, uh, I'm trying to think, I saw a bunch of cool stuff. Um, the board game section is super small because oh. it's primarily dedicated to, you know, obviously like mass market toys and stuff like that. So, um, that was very neat. All of the things that my kids wanted me to go find were behind closed, closed doors, which sucked, <laughs> but um, you know, I mean, uh, the, it, you can look at engagedfamilygaming.com and, you know, search New York Toy Fair and you'll see the main stuff I did. Um, the biggest thing that I took away is, uh, North Star Games, the people who made, um, Happy Salmon, which is a very stupid party game. Um, and I say stupid in the happiest sense of the word, um, expanded the line to, uh, it, they call it Happy Planet Games. And there are three of them now. There is Happy Salmon, Red or uh, Blue and Green. Um, and then there is Funky Chicken and the Monster Match game. And the Monster Match game, Regina, um, you need to buy it the minute it comes out because you, okay. uh, both of you actually should because uh, your daughters will absolutely love it. Yeah. Okay. Um, it is first off the the box, quote unquote, for the game is a monster, and it's a shaped like it's a bag shaped like a monster, and the mouth is a zipper. And you unzip it and you pull the cards out, and so it's adorable just because of that. Um, <laughs> and the cards are all monsters that have like different numbers of eyes, arms, and legs. And the idea is you roll a die, and it's got a number, and it's got a body part, eyes, arms, and legs. And everybody at the table reaches in and tries to grab a monster that has the appropriate number of body parts, which is super mm. easy. Um, and the key is um, they're all donut thieves. This is why I'm in on this because I want to capture the donut <laughs> thieves. Um, and the idea is at the end of the game, when they're, when all the monsters have been dealt out and all the cards are picked up, um, you, uh, you count up the number of donuts on your cards and that's the person who wins. Um, we had three five-year-olds at our last game day play it. Uh, my daughter taught them how to play <laughs> and they the played best. successfully yeah. Um, and it's going to be like 10 bucks. So like, just seriously buy it. Yeah. Um, it's freaking adorable for that. Um, so that was awesome. I saw, you know, a lot of really, you know, there was, there was the normal stuff. It was cool. Um, Asmodee bought Mayfair and I went to the Asmodee booth and no kidding. They bought the heck out of Mayfair because <laughs> they had, their booth was very much like, they didn't say they weren't like, so it was like, if we were to visit a country that had just like raided an enemy, <laughs> right. And like it, they didn't put their flag up, but like, you know, like they had looted the, the, com they the definitely, country. 
they definitely like everyone was like eat like everyone was eating their delicacies and like okay. you know like everybody was wearing <laughs> like their silks like very right. it was like that it was like it very it was it was like they had just won a war and were like celebrating the spoils um so and that was kind of neat um they and they're doing a choose your own adventure game which is literally mm. based on the old choose your own adventure games like from when we were kids like the mm, white ones with cool. the red covers yeah. um so that'll be neat um, it was fun. Um, I left my charger at home, and so I had oh, to buy one at the bodega in the convention center. Oh. Um, would either of you like to take a guess how much it was? 80 bucks. No. Oh. But less than that. Oh, I was going to say. Uh, it was 50. just a charging cable. Not oh, just the a cable, not the just actual the plug. Oh, okay. $38, guys. For a freaking lightning cable. I was like, <laughs> so the lady started, I just handed it to the lady and rung it up and I was like, you're going to charge me $38 for a cable? And she's like, well, you're in the convention yeah. center. And I was like, yeah, all right, well, <laughs> it's either that or I fail um, and don't yeah. get any work done. So yeah. I'd probably die in New York City and I didn't want to do that. So, <laughs> yeah. But other than that, it was fine. A very successful <laughs> show. Um, <laughs> I missed the original Red Power Ranger uh, getting to meet him by about 10 minutes. And I was a little upset. Oh, what a shame. It hurt, but it's fine. <laughs> um, The Funko Pop booth was pretty awesome, too, because there's a weird Al Funko Pop coming soon. Oh, right. I showed yes. that to Dante. I saw that. I showed that picture to Dante, and he's like. I got ridiculously hype over yeah. the weird Al. Yeah, he was very excited. He didn't find. He went to. um. ECCC um, Emerald City as well. And if oh. you want to see a bunch of his pictures from it, um, you can check out the Geek Embassy's Instagram um, at the Geek Embassy. And he had tons of pictures. And he met, um, oh God, Phil Lamar. Who's oh. the voice of Green Lantern. And he said he almost cried because he's like his like idol and he loved him. Phil Lamar <laughs> was also on Mad TV. Yes. yes. How weird is that? But yeah, he... Yeah. He, does he has a couple other voices too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He does yeah. a ton of stuff. Yeah. And he got yeah. a Wonder Woman signed for me by someone whose name I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like I just happened yeah. to stumble on this for Regina and I'm like, ooh, good. Fall, fall into more things for me. That's great. Yeah. I could have like dug for more um, Wonder Woman comics places I didn't. We did pick up the um, kind of like the last three graphic novels of Plants vs. Zombies because Anna really, really likes those. Um, and they gave us a free set of playing cards because they thought she was adorable. She's Aww. she gets free stuff all the time because people think she's adorable, and this is, it's it's going to become a problem. Setting a precedent, <laughs> but, yeah, because she's not very gracious. Because like uh, there is this yeah. one woman this booth was trying to give her like a free like hair bow, and Anna's like, "Well, I don't wear hair bows," and she's like, "Well, do you have dolls? You could put it on your dolls." my dolls don't don't wear hair bows and she's like well you could put it on their skirt and anna's like no and like basically just walked away and isaac and i are trying to tell her like someone is trying to give you something even if you don't want it Being courteous you can be nice yeah, yeah. like say no courtesy. i mean to be fair yeah. she's five i and know we've, we've discussed this right um she's a juvenile delinquent so <laughs> yeah. uh, um, also five-year-olds are stupid right like, i mean that's the real answer self-centered um, i regret to inform you guys they are both super smart smarter than their for their than their own good but they are also really stupid 
Yep. Right. Yes. So, I picked up a cool Funko um, set while I was there. I got the Battle of the Bastards Game of Thrones set, which has Ramsey Bolton um, holding his bow and has got Jon Snow with a shield with a bunch of arrows in it. I was like, that's very cool. And then later on, I saw one one, the giant, and he has a bunch of arrows stuck in him. Um, I don't get a lot of Funko stuff because um, Isaac hates it. And like, if it's sitting around in our house, he will say how much he hates it every time he sees it. So, so I, I really think that Isaac and Chris would get along in so many ways. Because <laughs> <laughs> Chris hates anything that he would determine is a dust collector. Uh, um, yeah. so I wanted to get him the Funko Pops for uh, Breaking Bad because it's one of his like favorite shows yeah. and he's like don't buy me that don't buy me things that sit and collect dust yeah like, the only way Except i got away the with fact, it they're awesome yeah they are awesome yeah. right i did get away with buying him um the dinosaurs from firefly that wash is playing with uh-huh because they actually have the dialogue like you push buttons on them and they actually like talk to each other in his voice like back and forth cool. those he can handle but they actually like animate yeah. so yeah, it isn't so much that Isaac doesn't like like little tchotchke type things. He just specifically doesn't like the Funko Pop stuff. Uh-huh. He's like, I think it's completely uncreative. Like you've got this thing with this big head and you throw something like clothes or whatever on it. And they all look the same and, you know, that kind of stuff. So it's I'm like, that specifically. So he's, so he's allergic to fun. Is yeah. what I'm <laughs> he doesn't like fun. He just doesn't like fun. Funko, uh, it's a total tangent here, but they were opened a store um, in Everett, Washington, which is just north of where I live. Um, a lot of my friends went, I haven't. <laughs> you can walk him in there and watch him break out into hives. <laughs> good, good. I would totally go in there. Man, listen, Funko Pops. You, the problem is some people are crazy. Yeah. Right. And you really at this point just have to like appreciate that they exist and only get the ones that you absolutely must have. Right. Right. Like, this is a, they make a, a little of a lot of different things and they're basically yeah. just spraying and praying. I mean, they put out Golden Girls Funko Pops, right? right? <laughs> like that was the, that was peak Funko yeah. Pop, I think. But, <laughs> you know, like that was when it was like, all right, I think we're, we're crossing a line at some point. But, you know, like, yeah. I, I don't know. You know I, I don't understand how you could hate Funko Pop. But. <laughs> Before I picked up the Battle of the Bastards one, I saw... Um, a Daenerys one, which is, you know, nothing new. But then I noticed that she was wearing her her wintry outfit for when she goes north of the wall to save everybody. Mm-hmm. And so I said, I don't like how many different versions of Daenerys have these people made if oh, they tons. have her in these very specific mm-hmm. outfits. Tons. So well, tons. I mean it doesn't hurt that like all of her outfits are like iconic too. Right. Like, yeah. You can just look at it and be like, that's the scene she wore that in. So right. you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, also for Game of Thrones, they're going to make every outfit like yeah. they're going to make every outfit and pose they can imagine because yep. you know that there are dorks that are going to buy it. <laughs> Listen, I'm saying that with love. I'm going to buy a Weird Al Yankovic Funko Pop. <laughs> Literally a Weird Al Yankovic Funko Pop. I'm not even joking. I am pre-ordering that as soon as I can pre-order it from somewhere. I just don't know where I'll be able to. <laughs> All right. Uh, all right. ESA is going to be meeting with the White House um, about violent video games. Now, unfortunately, this is framed by a very tragic school shooting that happened here in the States um, a couple weeks ago, two weeks, three, three weeks ago, I think. 
Um, and then everybody uh, is pointing fingers at everybody else. But video games always get, cross, get caught in the crossfires of these things because they're so violent and they are ruining our children and all that kind of stuff. So um, our president, and I try not to get as political on this show as possible. So our president, after all this happened, said, hey, these violent video games, they need to be like reined in and maybe we should look at a rating system to which I said with the ESRB. <laughs> and uh, and also, yes, uh, Supreme Court, you know, ruling that says yeah. you can't. Anyhow, so the ESA is going to be meeting um, with the president uh, okay. this week. He will, he will have met with them by the time you hear this. So at first he was like, I'm meeting with video game people. And everybody's like, uh, what people? Right. Like, Who, what you know. people? Yeah, yeah exactly. People? Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. My contacts at the ESA said that went over very well when they heard that live on television. Yeah. Right. They were all like, what are they talking about? Well, um, that seems to be the way things kind of work sometimes with this administration. Yeah. That's backwards. True. Where they just with kind of said, put that out there. With that said, <laughs> Had he said, I'm calling a meeting next week, which could very well be have what their plan was, mm-hmm. it would have been very different. We'd be like, oh, okay, he's right. going to call a meeting. But because he said, pre- you know, like, I'm going to, that's just, I mean, and it's a matter of word choice. And again, yeah. we don't, we, we don't try to get political here, but um, <laughs> I mean, it's obvious where my opinions lie. Just <laughs> follow me on facebook but the, i mean the, really the issue runs down to um words careful word choice and precision of language has never been his forte right including before he ran for president so, oh yeah right yeah I, but i am absolutely certain that he was planning on calling a meeting before right. that like that wasn't yeah. spur of the moment um that was something they were planning on doing um for whatever reason um and because they always do i mean president obama did it too yeah. You know, so um, which is something that is at least worth mentioning. This is not just a conservative issue. This yeah. is a modern, um, you know, this is an old dude thing. Um, Colin <laughs> Mortiari, uh, you know, to Colin Mortiardi put up a, a video on his YouTube channel the other day. You know, the v- title of the video is violent video games. Don't kill people. Um, violent people kill people. Um, and one of the things that he did is he really, you know, talked about the fact that this really is a generational issue and it's mm-hmm. not necessarily a. Um, you know, like th- there, there are people in power who are, you know, and have, who have been in power who are trying to do this. And part of that's just because of the way certain, you know, outlets and certain people talk about the industry. Mm-hmm. And I agree with him to a degree, right? Like, yeah. you know, this isn't just, a, this isn't a partisan issue. I think it's a generational one. And, yeah. um, you know, Brian Crescenti put something up on Rolling Stone today that talked about the same thing. This is a issue where there is a generation of people who um, when they were adults, video games were literally toys. They were marketed as yeah. toys. So they still think of them as toys mm-hmm. and yet they see commercials for these toys where dudes get headshot and you can go buy a lap dance. <laughs> and the yeah. reality is video games are no longer toys. Yeah. Um, and I know that's ironic coming from me. Cause I talk about, you know, I talk about them like toys, but they're not. They're not toys. They're entertain. They're an entertainment medium, just like movies and books. Right. And they're books for kids right. and movies for kids, etc. So, well, um, you know, you know, the thing is that this isn't this isn't new. I mean, it's not new one to blame video games yeah. for violence that we've seen for you know pretty much the entirety of 
the time we've had video games and violent video games. Yep. But it's not true. It's it's true of every new technology. Right. You know, a yep. hundred and twenty five hundred and thirty years ago when the novel was new. I know. Scandalous. The, the novel. I know. The novel <laughs> that we take for absolute granted, like this book, yep. this book <laughs> was dangerous because it was a novel. Because yeah. it was like this newfangled thing. Yeah. And so it's whatever is the new technology is always going to be the scapegoat for whatever, you know, cultural crises are happening. And right. so, you know, the fact that we could blame books is in 100 years, we're going to be laughing at, oh, you know, they blamed video games for violence, you know, instead of the social stigmas around having too many kids in school and, you know toxic yeah. masculinity instead of addressing the actual cultural issues that might be going on they yeah. tried to blame video games we're gonna be laughing about it when we're not because we're gonna be dead but i hope that i will live at least to see the day when <laughs> video games are no longer like huge scapegoats no, I, I think we are moving in that direction i mean yeah. the supreme court rule that they um, have the same productions as movies and books and everything else. Yeah. And you talk about like old dudes, like um, Justice Scalia is actually one who, the person who wrote the opinion for the, for the video game. I forget the name of the, of the case now, but talk about an old dude getting it. Justice right. Scalia, like he's yeah. an old dude. Um, I, re I remember following that whole thing. I was at IGN when that whole thing was happening and it was really great to kind of follow that and read the transcripts as they, uh, as they came out like the day after. And one of the things that was really funny is like, they were getting really detailed into like specific violence. So like, you know, they were trying to say like violence against aliens or other things like that would be okay, but violence against other people would right. not be okay. And I think it was Scalia, it was somebody who asked specifically if violence against Vulcans would be okay because <laughs> they are aliens, yet they are sort of like human. Right. Yeah. Humanoid, so. Like how humanoid are your aliens? Exactly. Yeah. So those are the kind of details mm -hmm. that they get into at the Supreme Court. I, re <laughs> I remember that. I remember that too. And you're right. Scalia is or was. Um, may he rest in peace. Um, it's the definition of old dude. With that said, um, I disagreed with him on a lot of stuff, uh, but mm -hmm. in whatever grounds I can, I have no right to really argue with him. He was a brilliant mind. Um, mm -hmm. He, you know, he had the advantage of his entire job was to listen was to listen to people talk about it and form opinions based on law and like he had to make a decision. Yeah, and he and he knew that there was weight behind those decisions where a lot of people who throw around these accusations or talk about it, know that there is no weight. They know that there's nothing coming of it. There's nothing that's going to happen. This is just a, you know, it's just a statement. It's a distraction. I mean, Greg yeah. Miller talked about it. He put a post. They're just trying to distract us. They're just trying to change the, change yeah. the direction of the conversation. And yep. I don't disagree by, you know, that's why I don't, you know, I haven't talked about it. I haven't covered it on my own site and you'd think that I would we're gonna have one podcast where we talk about violence in games because I've had too many parents freaking Facebook message yeah. me um mm -hmm. because it's I, not I, I get the, that question the all the time like the everybody asks shut. me they ask me about addiction and they ask me about violence and if it's dangerous for kids to play games and it's like it's not my area of expertise but you have anything to do with video games that's the question that people ask yeah. you yeah, so, I get it all the time. I mean, yeah. I just stand by the math. The reality yeah. is, the reality there's, is, there's nothing that backs it. <laughs> yeah, there's 80 million PlayStation 4s, 
40 million Xbox Ones and 14 million Switches, and all of them have violent video games on them. Mm-hmm. And there have been and 80 million copies, literally 80 million copies of Grand Theft Auto V have been sold. Yeah. And we, you know, like the, the, the number of M rated games has just continually grown every year. And the older ones are still available. So it's just continue, you know, it's just growing exponentially. And yet, crime is going down so if there were a direct causal relationship we would just be in this like crazy like mad max world and the reality is despite the fact that we have tragedies and they need we need to deal with them and act on them and i certainly am not belittling the importance of those issues they're not as frequent as it is it's as it sounds right like it is not as common as it would need to be in order for it to be a direct causal thing yeah it's not a correlate yeah it's there might be a correlation, but there's no causation between the two. It's proven. Yeah. Yes. I mean, we don't know. Per, we don't know specifically, but we have a pretty good idea based on the thousands of studies right. that have been done. Um, but so the math has been settled. That's why I'm not really talking about it a huge amount. But okay. um, I don't know, man. They're gonna they're gonna meet. It's gonna be fine. It's gonna be it's gonna be real awkward listening to like yeah the president talk to you know like. I don't even know who's going to be there. I just, I just yeah. hope that they, that they send people that are like ready to just school him. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, I mean, it's the ESA that is going. And if you don't know who the ESA is, they're basically the, um, the organization that covers pretty much all of gaming. They're kind of the lobbying organization. They do lots of their stuff yeah. um, and government trying to make sure video games aren't attacked. Um, so in the story on GameSpot says that the ESA hopes to have a quote unquote fact-based conversation <laughs> with white yeah. house officials. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, so we'll see. Yeah. I mean, I'm not. I'm not doubting the ESA will do no. everything in their power. Yeah, um, just how but, reciprocal people will be. Yeah, exactly. Not receptive, not reciprocal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> if we're talking about delivering facts, yeah, um, I think reciprocal is a is a, an appropriate word, just accidentally used. I think yeah. <laughs> it could be a mess. I mean, the reality is, yeah, we're dealing with uh, we're dealing. With, I, I mean, I can't imagine. And this is just because of his age. I mean, he's 70 something, right? Like, yeah, he's a 70 something like real estate magnate who was a reality TV star before, like in his previous life. I can't imagine that he maybe ever, maybe he played pinball, right? Like, and I'm talking like as a youth, maybe he He might have seen an arcade machine, you know, like that. But I doubt he has, I doubt he has played. I would be surprised if I w- became omniscient and found out he played more than 24 hours total of video games in his entire life, if we just stacked it up end on end, including yeah. just incidental throw a quarter in an arcade <laughs> machine. Cause he's bored at a bar, like that kind of stuff. Right. Like, he's a 70 year old man who had better things to do. Uh, so I can't imagine that he understands the complexity of these things or what he is saying about them. Yeah. Yeah. With that said, the ESA is doing a bunch of other stuff. Did you see the ESA putting them putting that in-game purchases label on their uh, on on the outside no, of boxes? I didn't see that. So, in yeah. response to the loot box shenanigans, they are um, they are taking the least effective step in history of mankind. Um, they are going to put a sticker on 
games that on any game that that includes any form of in-app purchase or in-game purchase, which includes season passes, expansions, Mm -hmm. downloadable content, or premium editions like the ability to remove ads. So basically every game released in 2018 and beyond. Um, They say it's in response to the loot boxes and when pressed on, you know, like this is going to go on everything. They said that parents um, and they got a lot of crap for it from the mainstream video game press, but I actually <laughs> agree with them. They said that parents in general were more concerned with the fact that there was an opportunity to spend money and didn't know what a loot box was. Mm-hmm. So confusing them would be yeah. bad. And I know a lot of folks, you know, like listening to kind of funny games daily and all those other podcasts were like, well, what parent, what do you, what do you mean? Parent parents aren't stupid. I'm like, well, <laughs> I don't think parents are stupid. I think parents are busy and already confused. So the last thing we need yeah. to do is give information overload because then it becomes static. Yeah. Um, so they put, they're going to, but there is, and I'm going to plug this forever. Uh, go to parentaltools.org um, because that site is amazing. It's yeah. got a, a direct link to all the parental controls on all the consoles, including Google play and windows PC. Mm. Um, like videos from other parent focused content creators, otherwise known as not me. So I'm a hater, but they're very good <laughs> videos. Um, you like how to set up your parental controls on your PS4, your Xbox one, yeah. your switch, etc. Um, So any parent that's super interested in doing it um, should go there. So yeah. The ESA is active right now. Also, they're getting ready for E3, which by the way, me and Regina are going. Right. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, right. Speaking of the loot box thing, um, at Emerald City Comic Con, somebody was selling, I don't know, it was one of those places where you could buy a bunch of Overwatch figures. They actually had a, like a large ceramic loot box <laughs> that you could buy. <laughs> How it much was, was it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just walked by and saw it. But also speaking of this loot box thing, there were lots of places that were selling like these grab bag box things for like different properties yep. and they were like i don't know fairly large but they were like 40 bucks and you don't know anything about what you're getting in them you isaac was like me, don't don't tell me you were not at least morbidly curious about the game of thrones one don't tell me I, you didn't at least think about it don't tell me you I didn't was, at least think about it i was i'm yes i was curious about what was in all of them but like um if there was a know, transformers box i would have bought the hell out of that Right. Um, Isaac like, is literally like the hell out of it. Very much <laughs> against the sort of um, the grab bag. Yeah. Don't know what you're going to get kind of stuff. And I can totally see where he's coming from. And at 40 bucks. Yeah, that was a little much. Like maybe it was like 15, 20. I would have done, but like $40. No, there's so much other stuff that I can buy at the show and know what it is that um, that, that just wasn't you know, appealing to me. That's the first time I... The first time I've ever seen that. Considering his profession, I'm, I'm, I, it, it makes me feel, it makes me happy that he feels that way. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying, it just makes me pretty happy that he feels that way. Hopefully, hopefully he's really good at conveying that message to the people around him. Um, so they, they actually had one at PAX last year that was a oh, board yeah. game box. Mm-hmm. So you could just pay forty bucks and open up a thing, and it was just a bunch of board games in it. And I was like. Yeesh. I, that was a little scary to me. Like, I yeah. wanted to see someone open one. I didn't want to do it myself because, man. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, with these, like 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 Game of Thrones or Wonder Woman or whatever, 
Uh, you, I could not even imagine. Okay, is it a T-shirt? Is it an action figure? Is it a mug? Is it a coaster? Okay. Like you know, Regina. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's you and me ponder this. <laughs> if there was a Wonder Woman loot box, <laughs> is there a single item that could could you and I put it? Let I would venture a guess that you and I could sit in a room for two hours and could not come up with a piece of Wonder Woman paraphernalia that. Nicole would not be happy opening in a Wonder Woman <laughs> two hours, I bet, before we ran out of ideas. Because you know what? If it had a Wonder Woman t-shirt, you're fine, as long as it fit. I think that's the issue. Yeah. Like, if it didn't fit, then that would be frustrating. But you know what? If it was too small, you'd find a way to turn it into a pillow. You'd make lemonade out of this. <laughs> but it could be all kinds of different Wonder Woman. Oh, things, man, there'd like, be all sorts of... But is there any single stuff. Wonder Woman paraphernalia that Nicole wouldn't want? That's like Transformer stuff for me. It's like, for the most part, I would find a use for everything. Well, do you have the boots, Nicole? No. Oh, I, I have, have the boots. I, have, I don't have the actual boots. I have, I have like... I have the actual boots. <laughs> um, yeah. The red no. and white ones. I have them. They're they're too yeah. tight on my calves, so I don't I can't really wear them for very I long. I got two Wonder Woman shirts yeah. that I saw and liked, and, mm-hmm. um, but yeah. Anyhow, I'm just saying. I'm just throwing it out there because I'm calling I'm calling straight up BS. You know, <laughs> you could be tempted. Fine. You would be tempted, but but I'm glad. so anyway. Other okay. Stuff. Yes. Um. So other game stuff. So there's um. Second, uh, second is a second edition of Pathfinder yeah. is coming out. I know nothing about Pathfinder, so Stephen, go. Hey, man. Well, Regina can help with this too because I think I she can, plays. Okay. I played oh, Pathfinder. Played Pathfinder. Okay. Right. So, yes. So, brief history lesson for those people who care: There's Dungeons and Dragons, right? Right. They made second edition, which is advanced Dungeons and Dragons. Then they made third edition, and um, then they started to make fourth edition. And people hated it. So a company came out and took third edition and adapted it and made Pathfinder. Right. Because Wizards of the Coast has had an open gaming policy, which basically means that historically you could take their stuff and kind of make your own thing. That's why, there's, that's why there are entire bookstores of second and third edition books that are not made by Wizards of the Coast. That's totally cool. It's totally fine. Pathfinder was its own thing. A lot of people did not follow them, into, didn't follow Wizards of the Coast into fourth edition because it was too different they with <laughs> yeah. so um it, because pathfinder kind of stayed true to third edition and kind of fixed some of its problems etc so but that was two that was 10 years ago um in 2009 when pathfinder came out okay almost 10 years ago um in 2009 so they just announced today literally uh that they're doing the pathfinder play test which is a um essentially they are beginning the beta process of the new edition of Pathfinder. So they announced some big changes, um, including um, basically class changes. Uh, Alchemists is apparently a new core class. You can have goblins as a uh, core race. Um, they are redesigning the game to be um, you know, more streamlined. They're rebalancing the game from level one all the way up to epic levels, all of which mean nothing to you if you don't play tabletop role-playing games. But for mm-hmm. those of us that do, those are all kind of interesting things. Yep. Um, the So if you are someone who is down with playing the beta version of a game, or if you like collecting role-playing books, let me tell you something that is probably going to be cool. Um, they're actually selling um, the playtest rulebook. 
Um, it is. Um, and so if you want, go to your friendly local game store or go to paizo.com and pre-order the uh, the playtest rulebook. It is a 400-page rulebook that is the playtest. Wow. Um, and you'll be able to – and basically by purchasing it, you're buying your way into the beta process. Okay, version, um, yeah. I think it is kind of fascinating that they are doing it that way. Yeah. Um, D&D Next, which eventually ended up being 5th edition, used like free PDFs. They didn't really sell a product. Um, mm-hmm. But I think this makes sense because the reality is they're they're selling a product. I mean, and people are going to want to play it. And it might be a little bit broken, but the reality is some people just don't care. They love that idea. And I think it'll be a collector's item. Yeah. Um, so that's neat. Um, it is kind of exciting. And it come, and the they available. Um, and also all of the products will be released as free downloads. These are if you want the print version. So this is like a collector's thing. So like if you want the print books, pre-order them and buy them. <clears throat> I yeah. would, for those of you collectors out there, I definitely recommend grabbing the rule book and stashing it away. Yeah. Because um, I think this is going to be a big deal. Pathfinder is a huge deal. Um, so, and there's going to be an adventure and all, like I said, all of it's going to be for free as PDFs. I don't like PDF versions of, of role-playing game rule books. I prefer physical. So I'm actually going to buy one of the, um, core books. So yeah, PDF, seem, uh, PDF seems like it wouldn't be very, um, it's hard. hard. Yeah. It wouldn't be, um, it could be kind of difficult to deal with like, yeah. if you're actually playing. Well, yeah. So it, you need it, something to, yeah. Yeah. It's. It is a challenge. I think that PDFs are great for supplemental copies. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, for example, like when we play with the kids, we do have PDF copies that we have purchased for like some of the Dungeons and Dragons books. And it's nice to just have another copy on a laptop on the other side of the table. So somebody can Mm -hmm. go look at it. But for like the primary stuff, you know, there are purists. With that said, there are some folks that hate having the big hefty books and just want to put it on their iPad or on their phone. And that makes total sense to me, too. Um, you know, teach their own, but, yeah. um, you know, I'm a, I like having a book Yeah, and I will forever like having a book for that. Yeah. We used PDF versions when we were doing, um, the geek embassy plays Pathfinder and it was hard to conceptualize what you were looking at. Cause one of the problems when you have a PDF of a book is they're often meant to be laid out open and so yeah. the pages are meant to go next to each other. So you're like trying right. to read down and there's a chart that's referenced on this page that you can't see when you're on the left, you know, the left page, you can't see what's on the right page. So you had to like up and down and up and down and up and down to constantly try to figure out what it was we were doing. So yep. it can definitely be annoying. But, so this will be interesting. Yeah. We can see. I, I mean, uh, more updates as they come because tomorrow they're actually going to date. So by the time this is up, uh, they're going to be detailing the combat system, um, which they teased will be very different and very interesting. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, I guess we're basically getting a Pathfinder second edition spoiler season, very similar to like the new Magic the Gathering sets, which basically means every day or every week there's going to be new stuff revealed. And mm-hmm. I am here for that because there is nothing I like more than spoiler seasons for nerd crap. <laughs> um, man, you guys, you should see me uh, refreshing the mothership um uh daily mtg during spoiler season for a magic set at midnight eastern because i'm that crazy person yeah it's awesome just to find out the new cards that i'm probably not going to buy in the next set yeah i'm that guy (laughs) so um that's that's pathfinder 
Okay. Um, so Chucklefish, which is the publisher of Stardew Valley. Um, yeah, they are. They just released some new information about Spellbound, which is their newest game that's coming at some point, where it's sort of uh, Stardew Valley meets Harry Potter, uh, which looks super cool. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm like 100% in on yeah, this. Yeah, me too. It's going to be on PC first, and then yeah. yep. I think they'll probably port it to the Switch. But yeah, They haven't confirmed that, but right. they are not ruling it out, which means right. shut up, you're putting it on the Switch. Uh, <laughs> I am buying this thing day one. Are you yeah. kidding me? Harry Potter, like Stardew Valley? Yeah, I'm here for that, and yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so we don't have a release date for it, for it yet. I've been very take your time, guys. I want it to be good. Yeah, um, I've been very into Harry Potter lately because of because of Anna. Like I was sort of over Harry Potter, <laughs> but um, but I've been reading the books to Anna. We actually just I just finished reading um, Chamber of Secrets to her this morning, um, so she's all excited now. She can watch the movie. So probably <laughs> this this weekend we'll watch the movie because when she watched Sorcerer's Stone, she asked if we could just go ahead and watch the movie. And I'm like, nope, we're <laughs> in the book first. Yeah. Um, but one of the things we got for her at Emerald City was actually, um, it's a snitch necklace. It's got a little um, yellow jewel um, with like two wings off the side of it. Um, oh, that's it's cute. Pretty, yeah, it's Did a cute Did you post a picture necklace. of that? Uh, I don't think so. Isaac took pictures of everything. I don't know if I he swear somebody or not. Took, I swear somebody took, posted a picture of a snitch necklace in the last couple of weeks. Well, there were like four different ones. All right. So somebody <laughs> did. I must have seen it. There, I, yeah, I they're pretty popular. Yeah. Yeah. So she liked this one because it had like a jewel in it. Right. So, um, Shiny. Um, but yeah, uh, so this is. Uh, this she's going to be cool. super excited next week or next. Uh, actually, in the next week or so. Um, Night Models, uh, which is a board game miniatures company, is uh, doing a Kickstarter for a Harry Potter uh, adventure miniatures board game um, mm. that is going to blow the heck out of Kickstarter for a month and a half. So um, right. I'll, I'll be back to report on that in case you guys give a damn. Cool. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm backing the hell out of it. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, problem. Okay. Um, <laughs> last quick um, gaming story here. So, there's a portable version of the Oregon Trail coming. And by portable, I don't mean like a DS version. It's its own contained little console thing that you can yeah. buy at Target. I'm so excited. <laughs> it's, um, I don't know why, but I want this you, thing. You really so want to die of dysentery is what you're saying. <laughs> oh, this is so cool. This is one of those things where I want to buy two and I want to put one in a box. Because this yeah, is one of those yeah. things. Is this just like a little handheld Oregon Trail machine? Like I, yep. I can absolutely see myself and my kids playing with this. You yeah, know, for twenty five bucks, that's really not bad. It's gonna be Target exclusive. Yep. It looks yeah. awesome. I, this must have been somewhere at Toy Fair, and I just missed it. Yeah, but I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah, so it's being made by this company, Basic Fun. Now, this company is like licensing everything and remaking it because they're the ones that made the new. Um, the new old My Little Ponies. Yep. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. So they're doing like they're everything. Smart. Yes. Yeah. These guys are smart. And Target is partnering with them, and they're you can only get them at Target. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, and not no, even at full. <laughs> yeah, not even at all Targets. No. <laughs> yeah, this thing's gonna be hard to find. Yeah. Uh, and I'm get and I'm getting one, folks. Yeah. <laughs> so don't fight me. <laughs> 
Baby, so, don't bite me. <laughs> I think it's it says, well, at least in this um, Polygon story, that it's um, available now. Although that doesn't mean much, because when I found out that My Little Ponies were available now, I was like, oh, crap. And I'm calling Target, and the first Target I called didn't even know what I was talking yep. about. And I was like, okay, well, whatever. And then I called the other one, and the girl's like, well, I know we had them, but let me go check. Shout out. I don't remember her name, but total shout out to this Target rep because she was awesome. She, like, you know, checked in the little computer, and she's like, well, it says that we have some on the floor. I'm going to go look. She looked and didn't see any, so she had people check in the back room for her. And then finally came out, and she's like, we have butterscotch. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's the one I wanted anyhow. So, um, But, yeah, so usually when you call Target, they'll look in their little computer and be and like, yeah, yeah. yeah, we've got them. And then you get there, and they actually don't have them. So yeah. so this, this girl was awesome. She, that's like, great. really went the extra mile. And I got my butterscotch, and I was very happy. <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect. I got the um, strawberry shortcake in the same the same line they released the yeah. cake dolls the little plastic dolls reissued yeah. they're hiding in a box in my closet because <laughs> yeah. i don't want iris to play with them <laughs> it was funny because the my little pony box was sitting on the table or it was on my desk and anna came in and saw it and she's like is did you buy that for you <laughs> <laughs> that yes funny. yes i'm like but maybe i'll let you brush its tail every once in a while so. <laughs> but anyhow um yeah so that's that movies and tv the oscars which we talked about in our <laughs> last episode um have now aired they aired um the previous weekend uh their viewership is down to 26.5 million people from 32.9 million last year um, all those award shows ratings are going down. I don't even know, like, do they stream these things? Like, I did, I usually don't care to even look. But I, I remember know. a couple years ago, for some reason, I wanted to watch the Golden Globes. And I couldn't watch it without paying for uh, whoever aired it, NBC or, or whomever, uh, without paying for a subscription. That could it. be it. Maybe this is a yeah. product of the cord cutters. Yeah, so... Yeah. We know that's gotta be part stuff. of it, but like I have it. Well, it's not because of Wonder Woman. It's totally um, because of Wonder Woman because they snubbed Wonder Woman. I'm sticking. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. I don't care. Sure, it might not fine. be reality. It doesn't matter. <laughs> um, it's cool. I mean, I love Wonder Woman too, but come on. Um, it's come on. Um, but it's. I didn't know anybody ever watched them. I didn't even. I barely knew they were televised. Um. You know, I mean, it's. It, I have friends who used to have Oscar parties. Yeah, like yeah, we got we um, to, we got those dark guns. Yeah. You know, to shoot at the screen when people were on that we didn't like. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't think this. Yeah, everybody got like dressed up and had oh, like yeah. fancy orders, yeah, <laughs> champagne or something. Uh, I never went to any of those, but I know of some people that that did those or or went to those. Um, I used to watch it like a while ago when I actually had time to watch all the movies that were. Nominated. What was going on? Yeah, but at this yeah. point, I don't even care about seeing these movies. Really, like, I don't really want to. If I'm going to sit down and watch a movie, I don't necessarily want to sit down and watch something that's going to like be so thought provoking and deep. Like now, I want my movies to just sort of be candy. Like I just, 
I yeah. just want to sit down and have a good time. I don't, you know, I don't need all this fancy stuff. But anyhow, that's me. That's <laughs> I can't yep. really argue with you. Yeah. Um, but GameSpot has a list of the viewership over the last 20 years, and it has um, declined steadily since 2014. It's been up and down. Um, but 2014, it was 43.7 million viewers. What was out in 2014 that made it so popular? There had to have been something. Um, and then it's gone steadily down from then. Uh, but yeah. Well, who, who hosted? Who, who was the host? I have no Was that idea. Neil Patrick Harris? I'm maybe? looking right now. Um, if it was, I'm, that would be a, yeah. I don't know, um, if, I don't know if, MPH, if MPH would draw that. Oh, it was Ellen, guys. Oh, yeah. Ellen yeah. would do it. Yeah, that would do it. <laughs> um, but I think that I think that ultimately that comes down to it. I mean, I, I mean, this is. Uh, I think the 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 real issue is everything is going down because just people are generally more apathetic, right? Like mm-hmm. award ceremonies are problematic for a number of reasons but there's the cord cutters not watching network like network television viewing is down by a lot the nfl lost like 20 percent of its viewership or something like this is a freaking nfl if the nfl is losing huge percentage of their viewage viewers viewage viewers the oscars how are they gonna viewage yeah we have to keep in mind i mean there's there's waning interest in stuff. Um, you know, there are just the competition. There's just more stuff always going on. Um, we also have to consider the fact that there is a very vocal part of our, of like the, the, especially the United States that would boycott that because they are, you know, left leaning right mm-hmm. and yeah right leaning so we have like the nra like hijacked the oscars hashtag to like attack the oscars and like the hollywood elite there are mm-hmm. people who just will boycott it who might have watched before because they were viewed it as innocuous at best right like right. oh it's just yeah. something you watch on sunday nights and they'd watch it and whatever there are people that might not even be willing to hate watch it now because they don't want to support it and yeah. that's a thing Right. Like there are a lot of people that didn't watch the NFL this year because they were kneeling. Yeah. And if you're not going to watch the NFL because they're kneeling, then you're definitely not going to watch the Oscars because man, you're just going to listen to Jimmy Kimmel, like lecture you. He was not not wrong, mind you, in most of those cases, but you know. Yeah. um, So Guillermo del Toro's uh, film shape of water was named best picture. Um, Haven't seen it. I haven't seen it either. I saw um, uh, we're we're at ECC or downtown. We do it for packs and everything too. We park at this um, shopping center called Pacific Place, which also has a movie theater in it. And so I I saw a poster for (laughs) Shape of Water. Um, And on the other side of the little marquee thing of the poster was Annihilation. And I'm like, well, I would really like to see Annihilation a lot more than that. (laughs) Meow. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we don't even have broadcast TV. No, we don't um, either. Yeah. I, I have it. I didn't realize that the Oscars were on until it was too late. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I just, I, I don't know. But but we won't have broadcast TV very soon. Mm. So yeah, it won't be just, a discussion point next time. I don't yeah. know why they don't stream it online, but. Uh, yeah, yeah, well. I think Talk they do. Yeah, it's behind it. 
Yeah, if I mean, I haven't checked, but at least with the Golden Globes, it was streamed online, but it was behind a paywall, um, which was very hard to sort of figure out. I remember when I wanted to watch it for some reason, like the Golden Globes, I'll watch more than the Oscars because there's like TV and like they're typically more entertaining because um, you can see all everybody getting drunk, which is always fabulous. Um <laughs> And I was trying to, like, I was jumping through site after site after site. It was like, here's where you can watch the Golden Globes. And then you go to that story and it wouldn't say anything. And it, it, uh, I yeah. gave up. I just gave up after that point. Um, but anyhow. Yeah. Well, the last time I watched the Super Bowl, which was like a couple of years ago, we streamed it. And then what I realized was they don't show the same commercials mm. on this streaming service that they show on oh. TV. And so, like, all the fun, like cool like that's what i watch it for because i usually use it as like a teaching point and i talk about those commercials in class the next week Mm -hmm. and i couldn't because they like had three commercials and that's all they showed (laughs) the good news is all those commercials are on youtube yeah that's what i ended up yeah yeah, i ended up having to go that and do that but i'm like the whole reason i watched so i haven't watched since then because i'm like well i don't want to stream it because the whole reason for me to watch it is not there anymore right exactly right um okay so new trailer i guess it's a new trailer it's the first trailer i think yes for christopher yeah for christopher robin which is a live action um adaptation of winnie the pooh it's Um, not an adaptation it's actually takes place when christopher robin is an old old man played by ewan mcgregor right right sorry forgive me for the the semantics here (laughs) it's <laughs> not semantics that's a big deal that's a big difference but um i just think it's cool you should go look at it i may have cried a little bit because i like winnie the pooh oh <laughs> man Don't hate me. did I you don't... just oh man me yeah i did <laughs> why i just let's I take just... this apart let's let's pick that let's pick this apart and why you would attack me for being vulnerable i don't oh. attack you for being vulnerable i'm just really tired of these these live action adaptations, which just end up being terrible. But it's not, well, but it's not an adaptation. Okay, it's not an adaptation. Okay. okay. Live action versions of things, which end up being terrible. And it says right at the beginning of this trailer from the people who brought you Beauty and the Beast. I'm like, well, there you go. <laughs> that's already that's- one point down <laughs> for me. <laughs> but that's just like your opinion, man. Like, I mean, there, but I, there are folks who I know who absolutely loved the Beauty and the Beast remake. Loved right. it. So, I know people too. So, and and you know what, for the record, like, there are some people that think Game of Thrones is hot garbage. Yes. Like this guy. So, I mean, <laughs> opinions are what make the world go round, and it's fine. Everything's fine. With that said, um, it's a CGI Winnie the Pooh, and I think it might be the real voice. I'm not sure. Either way, it's a reasonable facsimile, and it's acceptable. And so, in my head... This is the movie that takes place in between the prequels and uh, A New Hope for um, uh, for uh, Obi Wan Kenobi. This is what actually happened. <laughs> I was this like, is my head you "This is my head This is my head because you <laughs> because he is Obi Wan Kenobi. This uh... is the movie that helps bridge the gap. He goes to Britain <laughs> and he has an adventure with a talking stuffed bear. These are all Jedi powers. This is what I'm saying. This is my head cannon. Wow. Um, I'm down with it. <laughs> Fine. Cannon. I'm going to watch it. 
I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> yeah, I, I. It's just you know, you say everybody's entitled to your opinion. My opinion is no. <laughs> That's fine. You are you are entitled to your opinion. Yeah, I I don't know. Like so, uh, it's like CG versions of some of these characters, you know, cartoon characters that I grew up with. Um, the CG version just doesn't just doesn't seem right to me. And uh yeah, so anyhow. But however, but like CG dragons that I didn't grow up with that look pretty cool now. See that that's cool. That's oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um CG I can get down with CGI versions of cartoon things that I grew up with. The Bay Farmers, for example, are the worst. Um, because that's not what Optimus Prime looks like, you <laughs> bastards. But you know, like whatever. Listen, if I, there is, there will never be a bigger disappointment on you know in media than what I felt with the Transformers movies. So there will just never be. You can hate Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, I'm sorry, but after what Michael Bay did to me, um, so after what Michael Bay did to me, I I'm sorry. Nobody else is going to have it as rough. um so uh hopefully it'll be fine i'm gonna be all right it's not an adaptation though this is different right right yes um so uh just real quickly want to mention something about tv that's not game of thrones i tried to watch another um uh show i my husband and i watched the first episode of altered carbon which is an original series on netflix Netflix. yeah which we have a whole series about on the geek embassy by tahani so. Oh really? Yeah, she yeah. I did. I did not enjoy that at all. And uh, Isaac watched a few more episodes, and he was like, "Yeah, no." <laughs> I show. I showed the preview to Chris, and he was like, "Nope." And I'm like, okay. I, like the, <laughs> the concept was cool, but the acting I feel like was really bad, and it was sort of really poorly written, um, which has sort of killed it because the like I said, the concept seemed really cool, or I wouldn't have watched it in the first place, you know. But um, but yeah. So so there was that. Um, I, we keep trying to find other things to watch mm-hmm. um, together. But we now that you have to wait for Disco to come back. Yeah, and <laughs> and Stranger Things yep. and Game of Thrones. Watch so Westworld. Watch Westworld. We've watched, we've watched Westworld. Okay, we'll watch uh, it. The yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The second season's coming out this April. Yeah. So yep. yeah, we'll be yep. good there. Books and comics. Marvel has announced that they're going to relaunch all of their stuff uh, in a fresh start, quote unquote, line. Um, This type of thing is really funny to me. I've never understood it. Like, I'm not, I'm fairly new to comics. Like, I've loved Wonder Woman and like I read some of the old comics, but some of the sort of modern, like, we've got to reboot everybody's story every few years is kind of. (laughs) to me and I, I don't quite understand it it just seems like okay we ran out of ideas so let's just start over um but i remember it's funny isaac bought me this book um about wonder woman that sort of had the entire timeline mm-hmm. of her um her story Evolution. yeah and, and one of them was like god i forget which um which character it was but it says some character went back in time and just messed everything up and like that was the reason for being able to start over. I was like, "Wow!" <laughs> but apparently, I guess um, I don't read Marvel comic books. But apparently, they just relaunched stuff like very recently, yep. right, Stephen? Yes. 
So they recently did the legacy line. Um, and so, yeah, there's like Captain America has had like three Captain America number ones since like 2013. So people are a little wary of yeah. what they're doing. With that said, um, uh, Brian Michael Bendis, who was one of the big people in charge of the most recent relaunch is gone. He's, he's over at DC now. Um, I, my understanding is he's doing a new Superman, which should be interesting because I don't know how you make Superman in the modern era. Yeah. So good luck yeah. with that. Um, so um, legitimately good luck with that. There's a lot of people that really like Superman. I want them to be happy, but um, so now that he's gone, a lot of his vision is gone. And so mm-hmm. they are abandoning that most notably the fact that Mike, Brian Michael Bendis is a guy responsible for turning Captain America into literally a Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> but like, Maybe they're going to undo that. Now, what's really cool is Taisi Coates, the guy that did the most recent run of Black Panther, which is like super legendary. I haven't mm-hmm. read any of it because I don't read a lot of comics. Um, I'm working on that. It is a character flaw. Um, he <laughs> is doing the new run of Captain America. So my hope mm-hmm. is that he'll be able to help redeem um, our recently Nazi. Is that even a word? I guess Nazi'd. <laughs> Nazi'd. Um, which is just real annoying. Um, but yeah, so that's that. That I think it's gonna be awesome. There's a new Avengers lineup that has Ghost Rider mm-hmm. in it, which is interesting if you read the if you know the history of the Avengers because Ghost Rider's never been one of those. Um, it's kind of weird. Um, this will be fine. I think it's great. In well, other comics news, Embiggen was uh, was just entered into the Merriam-Webster dictionary largely because of Ms. Marvel. Nice. <laughs> Um, okay. So, (laughs) um, so I've been reading, I've been reading a couple things. Um, I recently finished Annihilation, hence me wanting to see the movie. And I just started reading Authority, which is the second. Wait, that's based on a book? Yeah, it's based on a book. Yeah. They didn't say that in any of the marketing. No. I mean, that's fine. No, it didn't. It's not, I swear to God, I didn't see it listed in any of the marketing. Okay. Yeah. No, it's based on the first book of the Southern Reach trilogy, or at least I think it's the first book. I mean, they could very well have just called it Annihilation and it might be like the entire story. I don't know that. Um, But I just started reading the second one, which is called Authority, um, which um, shifts the, the, the POV to someone else, although you still have the central character from the first book is in the second book. It's really, really cool. And I'm really like, can't predict anything about how this is all going. So I'm really, really engaged in it. So um, yeah, it's looking super, super cool. I also, um, when, when Valentine's day this year was special for Isaac and I, because it was 20 years ago to the date that we actually met online. Um, So he bought me a bunch of stuff that was like memorabilia from that time. Like he got me an AOL for dummies book. Um, like a sleeved um, Rolling Stone uh, that came out that month, um, which is funny because I used to get Rolling Stone back then. So it's probably in a box or something somewhere unless I threw it away, but we've got a new, new copy now. Um, But one of the things he also got me is this book called, I love my computer because my friends live in it. Um, And uh, the the first few um, it's, it's like a collective of essays um, by this woman. So the first few essays in it were really, really cool, like super nostalgia, like, Oh my God. Yeah. But then like it it moves into like more common things and she goes on a tirade about like Twitter and 
you know, thinks Gawker is the best thing to happen to the world and stuff like that, which is not very interesting to me. I was like, I want to learn. I want to read about more AOL (laughs) and how long you had to wait to actually connect. Yeah. And that friendly voice that said, you've got mail. (laughs) That's what I want to read about. Anyhow. So uh, that, that book, uh, the the beginning of it is is really really good. <laughs> I'll just say that about it. Um, but no, I gotta I gotta go through and see if there's there are other um, chapters that might be relevant because um, I don't want to just stop because Isaac got it for me as a present. So anyhow, so that's what I've been reading. Um, Regina, have you been reading something for the? T- um, for the- I finished the. Long Journey to a Small Angry Planet by Becky Chambers. Uh-huh. And um, we're going to be doing an episode of The Geek Embassy Reads, um, that book, um, which should be interesting. Um, okay. <laughs> because if you check out, because we have a Slack channel that we use right. for the for the site. And if you check out the disparate pers- uh, perspectives <laughs> on the book, we have like two... I'm I'm kind of in the middle. Like I liked parts of it, but I can see some of the critiques that have already come up. And then there's uh-huh. two people on the site who like vehemently hate it and two who vehemently love it. <laughs> and so I that's like so there's five of us and I I don't know how it's gonna go. <laughs> it's gonna be really interesting to see <laughs> how it pans out. So cool. we're recording that next not yeah next week and so it'll be out in a week and a half or so so probably a week after this episode comes out keep an eye out for it but if you want to see some arguments and maybe some like name name calling (laughs) um that might be what nice yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh wow okay so um steven have have you been reading anything um, I am not reading anything right now, only okay. because I've been elbow deep in uh, various uh, studies and all sorts of other stuff. However, okay. on Friday, I'm getting a new book um, called Moral Combat, which is all about <laughs> the um, moral. Uh, it, it's all about moral panic and video games. Um, oh. It was recommended to me by uh, the good doctor, Rachel Cowart, my BFF. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, who we need to get on here at some point, because I think yeah. she would like her and regina needs to meet her because they're both nerd doctors yes <laughs> we i would chat it on twitter a couple times yep she's awesome yeah um and uh so i can't wait to read the hell out of that i'm gonna consume that very quickly i believe cool all right. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for us then. Thanks so much for listening. If you have questions, comments, or any other feedback, you can send an email to geekingmoms at gmail.com. That's G-E-E-K-I-N-G moms at gmail.com. That is also our handle on Twitter. And we are also on Facebook, so you can find us there. As mentioned at the top of the show, I write about Game of Thrones for the Geek Embassy. I also write fiction. Hopefully I'll be able to sell some of that soon. Um <laughs> My handle on Twitter is just at Nicole Tanner. Uh, Regina, like I said, is the uh, the the Geek Embassy. <laughs> so, and they're going to be doing that Geek Embassy reads. But what else is going on over there? Um, I think that's pretty much what we have on the docket right now. We're waiting for a bunch of stuff to come out. Um, I think we're going to do a show for uh, Wrinkle in Time when it mm-hmm. comes out. Um, we're getting ready for Ready Player One, mm-hmm. which. 
surprisingly enough, I just discovered today was the common reading for my university this year. Oh. I had no idea that they had done that, but I, they just sent an email out about a symposium that they're putting together for it, which is kind of interesting. So we'll be doing um, Ready Player One, uh, waiting for the second season of Handmaid's Tale to kick in and the second season of Westworld. So when the, all those things drop, we'll have lots of lots of content. But there is a series on Altered Carbon. They'll be at the third. We'll have just released when you guys are listening to this one. Cool. Yep. Steven is editor and founder of EngageFamilyGaming.com. What's going on there, Steven? Um, my ask, as usual, is please uh, head on over to Instagram and like our page. We're getting very, very close to 1,000. And the, uh, having 1,000 followers on Instagram gives us uh, some new superpowers, um, the, uh, which is actually functional and useful. So, like, it's not just a vanity thing. It actually helps. Um, but the other thing uh, is we just released a podcast last week. Um that was our uh, top 15-ish 3DS games, because believe it or not, that console is not dead. And um, if you don't want to buy a $300 console for your uh, grade schooler to bring in the car, you can buy a 3DS for, or rather a new 2DS for 150 bucks, and we give you a bunch of really good games for that. And uh, tonight, which is Tuesday, I am publishing my newest podcast where we talk about how we have succeeded and failed in throwing board game parties because they are a challenge. <laughs> but we believe that we can give you the tools that you need to succeed. That's nice. all. Cool. All right. Well, I think that wraps it up. Thanks so much for listening. And we will be back with you in two weeks. Bye. Bye. Bye.